Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hello there, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This is going to be for section 56. I'm going to read the heading first. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, June the 15th, 1831. This revelation chastises Ezra Thayer for not obeying a former revelation. The commandment referred to in verse 8, which Joseph Smith had received for him, instructing Thayer concerning his duties on Frederick G. Williams's farm where he lived. The following revelation also revokes Thayer's call to travel to Missouri with Thomas B. Marsh. After the conference of the 3rd of June, 1831, the Lord gave a revelation to the church in which a number of brethren were called in pairs to go to Missouri preaching the gospel as they traveled and to hold another conference in that land. Remember, that was back in section 52. But when Ezra Thayer lost the spirit of his assignment because of problems at Thompson, Ohio, and was slow in making preparations to go on his mission, Thomas B. Marsh, his assigned companion, went to Joseph Smith seeking an answer to the dilemma. The prophet inquired of the Lord and received what is now known as section 56. Verse 1, Hearken, O ye people who profess my name, we must take his name upon us, saith the Lord your God, for behold, mine anger is kindled against the rebellious, and they shall know mine arm and mine indignation in the day of visitation and of wrath upon the nations. President Spencer W. Kimball said, A common sin is rebellion against God. This manifests itself in willful refusal to obey God's commandments, in rejection of the counsel of his servants, in opposition to the work of the kingdom. That is, in the deliberate word or act of disobedience to God's will among church members, rebellion frequently takes the form of criticism of of authorities and leaders. They complain of the programs, belittle the constituted authorities, and generally set, set themselves up as judges. After a while, they absent themselves from church meetings for imagined offenses and fail to pay their tithes and meet their other church obligations. In a word, they have the spirit of apostasy, which is almost always the harvest of the seeds of criticism. Such people fail to bear testimony to their descendants, destroy faith within their own homes, and actually deny the right right to the priesthood to succeeding generations who might otherwise have been faithful in all things. Verse 2, And he that will not take up his cross and follow me and keep my commandments, the same shall not be saved. We need to make whatever sacrifice is necessary for the building up of the kingdom of God uh, to be exalted and is to be saved in the celestial kingdom. Verse 3, Behold, I the Lord command, and he that will not obey shall be cut off or excommunicated in mine own due time, after I have commanded and the commandment is broken. Wherefore, I the Lord command and and revoke, as it seemeth me good, and all this to be answered upon the heads of the rebellious, saith the Lord. Commandments, even commandments dealing with the future, are not pro- are not prophecies. They are not even implied prophecies. The Lord sometimes gives commandments He knows will not be obeyed because He must be allowed to exercise. We must be allowed to exercise our agency, both individually and collectively, as a church. Thou shalt or thou shalt not are not statements of future facts, but commandments whose blessings are conditioned upon our obedience. Whenever the disobedience of some of some renders the obedience of others impossible or impractical, God is prepared with alternate instructions to reach his intended goals. Elder James E. Talmage noted that only the rebellious, those who will not obey the commandments of God, are to be thus dealt with. 
are to have their blessings revoked. Only those will forfeit the blessings to which they were entitled. In another revelation given shortly after that, section 58, the Lord takes people to task because they were in the habit of saying, and he might well take some of us to task, for we still say it, that the Lord doesn't keep his word, that he makes promises and fails to fulfill them. The Lord further stated that those who are not in the church who hinder the Lord's work will bear that, bear that condemnation. Verse 5, Wherefore I revoke the commandment which was given unto my servant Thomas B. Marsh and Ezra Thayer, and give a new commandment unto my servant Thomas, that he shall take up his journey speedily to the land of Missouri, and my servant Selah J. Griffin shall also go with him. For behold, I revoke the commandment which, ha which was given unto my servants Selah J. Griffin and Newell Knight, in consequence of the stiff-neckedness of my people which are in Thompson and their rebellions. Therefore let my servant Newell Knight remain with them, and as many as will go may go, that are contrite before me, and be led by him to the land which I have appointed. And again verily I say unto you that my servant Ezra Thayer must repent of the pride and of his selfishness and obey the former commandment which I have given him concerning the place upon which he lives. How do we overcome selfishness? Through service and generosity. The former commandment concerning farms in the Kirtland, Ohio area was recorded in the Kirtland Revelation book. This revelation was not chosen for publication in the Book of Commandments or in the Doctrine and Covenants. It reads as follows. Hearken unto my words, and behold, I will make known unto you what ye shall do, as it shall be pleasing unto me. For verily I say unto you, it must needs be that ye let the bargain stand that ye have made concerning those farms, until it be so fulfilled. Behold, ye are holden for the one, even so likewise thine adversary is holden for the other. Wherefore, it must needs be that ye pay no more money for the present time until the contract be fulfilled, and let mine agent servant Joseph and his family go into the house after thine adversary is gone, and let my servant Ezra board with him, and let all the brethren immediately assemble together to put up an house for my servant Ezra, and let my servant Frederick's family remain in remain and let the house be prepared and their wants be supplied and when my servant frederick returns from the west behold and lo he desireth to take his family in mine own due time unto the west let that which belongeth unto my servant frederick be secured unto him by deed or bond and thus he willeth that the brethren reap the good thereof let mine agent servant joseph govern the things of the farm and provide for the families and let him help have help inasmuch as he standeth in need let my servant Ezra humble himself, and at the conference meeting he shall be ordained unto power from on high, and he shall go from thence, if he be obedient unto my commandments, and proclaim my gospel unto my western re unto the western regions, with my servants that must go forth even unto the borders by the Lamanites. For behold, I have a great work for them to do, and it shall be given unto you to know what ye shall do at the conference meeting, even so, amen." What shall the brethren do with the monies? Ye shall go forth and seek diligently among the brethren, and obtain lands, and save the money, that it may be consecrated to purchase lands in the West for an everlasting inheritance. Even so, amen. It is clear from this unpublished revelation that Ezra Thayer's concern did not regard the land in Thompson, Ohio, as has been commonly thought. See the heading in this section in the current edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. Rather, it involved property in Kirtland, Ohio, upon which homes were located, and in which the families of Joseph Smith Sr. and Frederick G. Williams resided. And that was all from uh, Joseph Ely McConkie. So there's a revelation there that uh, we don't have in the current scriptures that uh, I just read to you. 
Verse 9, And if he will do this, as there shall be no divisions made upon the land, he shall be appointed still to go to the land of Missouri. Otherwise he shall receive the money which he has paid, and shall, and shall leave the place, and shall be cut off out of my church, saith the Lord God of hosts. He could withdraw from the covenant, but he would be excommunicated. Verse 11, And though the heaven and the earth pass away, these words shall not pass away, but shall be fulfilled. And if my servant Joseph Smith Jr. must needs pay the money, behold, I the Lord will pay it unto him again in the land of Missouri, that those of whom he shall receive may be rewarded again according to that which they do. For according to that which they do, they shall receive even in the lands for their inheritance. What goes around comes around sometimes, doesn't it? Luke says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That happens to be, by the way, my most favorite scripture. Now you know. Verse 14, Behold, thus saith the Lord unto my servant, You have many things to do and to repent of. For behold, your sins have come up unto me and are not pardoned, because you seek to counsel in your own ways. In other words, be humble and have a broken heart and contrite spirit. And your hearts are not satisfied, and ye obey not the truth. Believing truth does not save, but obeying truth does. But have pleasure in unrighteousness. Woe unto you, rich men, that will not give your substance to the poor, for your riches will canker your souls. If we can't stop being rich so that others can stop being poor, we are not fit to inherit all that God has. And this shall be your lamentation in the day of visitation, and of judgment, and of indignation. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and my soul is not saved. Many are blinded by the deceitfulness of riches. Speaking to Joseph Smith, the Lord said, There are many called, but few are chosen, and why are they not chosen? Because their hearts are set so much upon the things of the world things of this world. To a wealthy young ruler who kept the laws of God, Christ said, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. In the Joseph Smith translation, the text reads, It is impossible for them who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God, but he who forsaketh the things which are of this world, it is possible with God that he should enter in. Riches, like talents, are given us to prepare or to share with others. The law of consecration revealed in the restoration of the gospel helps protect the saints from the love of riches and teaches that this world's goods are to be used to do good, to clothe the naked and to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive and administer relief to, to the sick and the afflicted. Verse 17, Woe unto you poor men, whose hearts are not broken, whose spirits are not contrite, and whose bellies are not satisfied, and whose hands are not stayed from laying hold upon other men's goods, whose eyes are full of greediness, and who will not labor with your own hands. The poor who seek to live the law of consecration out of greed or out of a desire to not work will not be worthy of the celestial kingdom. The poor who who have their hearts set upon the riches that they that they wish they possessed are also in danger of losing their souls. King Benjamin taught, I say unto the poor, ye who have not, and yet have sufficient, that ye remain from day to day, I mean all you who deny the beggar because ye have not, I would that ye say in your hearts that I give not because I have not, but if I, if I had, I would give. And now, if ye say this in your hearts, ye remain guiltless, otherwise ye are condemned, and your condemnation is just, for ye covet that which ye have not received. Verse 18, here's the solution to being rebellious. 
But blessed are the poor who are pure in heart, whose hearts are broken, and whose spirits are contrite. For they shall see the kingdom of God coming in power and great glory unto their deliverance for the, for the fatness or the abundance or more than is needed, of the earth shall be theirs. For behold, the Lord shall come, and his recompense shall be with him, and he shall reward every man, and the poor shall rejoice. And their generations shall inherit the earth from generation to generation forever and ever. And now I make an end of speaking unto you, even so. Amen. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, that as we understand uh, our role in the unfolding of the restoration, that we might have our Heavenly Father's Spirit to guide and direct us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time. Bye.